570. In L.A. sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Peterson. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Peterson. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. And we continue Fred Rogan and Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. Dodgers and Giants tonight out at the stadium. Uh, first of four, big series. We talked about that earlier. David Basset was on. Also today, Rodney Rob Parker on the show. Yeah. Talk, talked about his experience in Washington. And we heard from some people who had found themselves in similar scary situations. Uh, but now, let's take a moment and come together. The start of a new week. Mm-hmm. A time for us to befriend everyone. A time for us to embrace everyone. And to provide that spirituality, as he does every day. We welcome on Vic the Brick with the Daily Haiku at 2. And Vic, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Fred. Hello, Vic. I'm the Dean. Good afternoon, Rodney Pete. Pete. Yeah, Rodney. Have you adjusted to the uh, Pacific time zone? Not so much. A little bit? Mm. Still up at 3 a.m., Vic. Ah. I, I, I understand. Yeah, you get I'm it. I'm totally you know, sympathetic with that. Yeah, you know. I get up at 3 a.m. without having to go to Europe. There you go. Why do we? My body just, uh, it's been a, it's very, uh, very rowdy lately. My, my body will just rouse me. And I actually make a cereal run. Do you? Mm. What kind of cereal? About 3.34, yeah. What do you call cereal? Yeah. Trader Joe's. The um, Cheerios uh, oat honey uh, uh, mock. That's their version of the Cheerios honey oats. But what's it called? Oh, the honey toasted oats. I, I feel you, brother. The ones you get. Yeah, the honey toasted store. oats. I got you. Tastes exactly the same, Fred. Can't even tell the difference. They're probably made by Cheerios and repackaged. No. 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 They're actually better than Cheerios. No, right. No, you wouldn't find the same things at Trader Joe's. No. Same ingredients as Cheerios, Fred. Why? It's a little different Why? recipe. Yeah. More on the healthier side at Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's, definitely. Yeah, but oftentimes, don't major companies package things and they sell them off and somebody else puts another name on them, but they're still made by... Oftentimes, yes. Yeah, sure, yeah. So that's my that's my go-to cereal. You know, sprinkle on some blueberries, whole milk, no 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 crappy, uh, you know, Airsots milk for Vic. I want the whole what? milk. What kind of milk? Airsots, fake, phony milk. What is phony, no milk? phony milk? What is phony milk? I don't listen. Organic, 
could have organic. You know, there's so many organic milks out there. You don't like organic milk? You know, enjoy your milk. Have the whole milk. You're not a 2% guy? No, no 2%. I want to. I want to tell you. It's like with ice cream. I mean, how could you not have whole ice cream? Why do people have like, you know, ice cream with you know low ca- low calories? No. Lactose intolerant, Vic. Well, lactose intolerant, absolutely. If, if you're that, but if you're not, and you just go for taste, so what? It has a few more calories, but you're getting the full the full on flavor. How do you feel about almond milk, Vic? You know, I used to do almond milk. I've let it go. You let it go. I wasn't. I just let it go. You know, it's. I'm a whole milk guy. I'm just whole. Yes, you right. are whole. I'm whole. Yes. In that vein, Vic, are you are you not a decaffeinated guy either? Then. Wow. Captain Teabag. When Whoa. I drank coffee and tea, when I stopped both, I was definitely full on decaf. Uh, full on calf. Yeah. Got to do it. Full on, yeah. Never drank decaf. No, it's not natural. Yeah, you know, I was a, I was, a, I was a black coffee freak for a long time. Yeah. Then of course my, you know my, my my black tea, you know period. But now, yeah. Your black tea period. Just whole, whole milk water. That's all I do. Whole milk water. Yeah. Whole milk. I like it. A little thicker. A little thicker, a little more taste. Whole milk. This is the whole milk, and you know, coffee beans are—they come naturally caffeinated. You have to do something to them to make them decaffeinated, Fred. It's not natural. So you basically same like seedless fruit. It's been altered. Right. I mean, your fruit should your fruit should have seeds in it. Yes. You can argue that milk is altered too. You're not just rolling True. up underneath the teat of a cow and True. going to town. You know yep. what I mean? You ever milk a cow? True. I have not, Fred. Something tells me you have. I just wonder oh, if you tried. You tried, <laughs> you tried on air. And you got kicked, didn't you? I, no. You Something tells me Fred, Fred Fred, did this one on one of his segments in Globe, Arizona. Yeah. He brought a cow in and milked it. <laughs> I actually did milk it. To the state fair in Yuma, Fred. Yeah. One well, of those. I milked it here. Milked a cow. Cow did not kick me or anything. No, thankfully. That's, that's a, a weird that's a feeling. First. You know, that's a weird feeling. When you're grabbing it. Milking a cow? Yeah. And how you manipulate What do you mean manipulate? Well, that's what it's about. It's all about <laughs> yeah, the proper manipulation. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't yank on it. No, the, the, on the it? cow's no, not going to give me milk. Bread. Right. You don't yank on it. you got to kind of move it. You have to finesse it a little bit? Oh, yeah. Cut the gas. Exactly. Bread. Finesse. Squeeze it I'm gently. sure you had some similar experience. No. I didn't know. <laughs> No, not in that regard, no. He's the executive producer of the Roku Rodney Show. Thanks, thanks, Vic. Put your hands together. It's Kevin Figgis. Come on now. Having the time of his life. Thanks, Vic. He's the master of all audio, time, and space. Show the love. He's Ronnie Fascio. I'm feeling you, Vic. I'm feeling you, Ronnie. Come on now and listen. I wanted to give you guys the final day's action from the Goya with that classic, classic sumo final as both oh, yeah. wrestlers, perfect 14 and 0s, Hakaho and Terunofuji went at it 
and it was a spectacular match. Don't tell us who won. Don't tell us Why? yet. Don't tell us yet. Hakahoa Why? And it's over. Terafuji. It's been over for 24 hours. I know, but we don't know. So let's just guess who won first. Rodney, okay, who do you think won it? Hakahoa or Terafuji? Yeah. Or Hakahoa, two amazing Mongolians. Which Mongolian won, Rodney? Uh, you know I love the hoes, Fred. I got to go with Hakahoa. I know. I know you do. Yeah, I got to mm-hmm. go with Hakahoa. Okay. All right. Kevin, do you want to weigh in on the hoe or the Fuji? I feel like the Fuji smacked the hoe down, so I'm going to go with Mr. Fuji. Knock the hoe. <laughs> yeah. Ronnie, you want to weigh in on the hoe or the Fuji? Fuji I go with the Fuji. Yeah. Got to go with the Fuji. Vic, I'm going with the Fuji, too. Mm. Hakaho. Oh, Rodney oh, was wow. right. There you go. I stand alone Rodney with my nailed it. Hakaho, 15-0. Wins his 45th title. Yes, Hakaho. At his 16th tournament, where he's gone a perfect 15 and 0, which is almost impossible, you know, considering you got 500 pound dudes, you know, thrusting at you, throwing you out of the ring, and just messing with your body, and just to just to grind out 15 days in a row. There's no off days for the sumo guys. You know, they're all bandaged up like mummies, and they go out there, you know, night after night. And Hakaho has been, he didn't, you know, he didn't wrestle for a, n- a number of tournaments because his, his, he had knee issues, but he was still wrestling with a pretty, uh, pretty bad knee and still racked up 15 straight wins. So we congratulate Hakaho. He is Ichiban number one. So a five, not like Kieran Beer. So, so a 500 Ichiban. pound, a 500 pound man, grinding and thrusting. Kevin, is he married? Mm-hmm. Hakaho is Hakaho married? I'm yeah. not sure. Yes, he is. He's married with a beautiful family. And he's 500 pounds. I know he's 6'4". He's he's a a tall sumo guy. He's about 354. I wouldn't go far. Uh, I know there are some 500-pound dudes. Uh, Ichinojo is 500, I believe. He's a Mongolian. He had a nice tournament. I think he was 10 and 5. Uh, Ichidojo, I think, is the heaviest at about 5, 550. Hakaho is listed at 6'4", 348. Okay. And he does carry yeah. it well, looking at this photo. Carries it well. Very well. Yeah. He's in great shape. What's his wife's name? I mean, the, the, the training is unbelievable. Don't so it's on to Tokyo name. in September for the next Don't for the next that. round. I couldn't hear because Vic. What, what was it, Kevin? I'm trying to find it. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say It's something. on to Tokyo, Fred. Well, that's good. Speaking of Tokyo, I love that story with the uh, with the bed. That's so that's hilarious. I don't think Hakaho could sleep on that bed. No, you can't have sumo wrestlers sleeping on that bed. And uh, maybe gymnasts, maybe some. Uh, okay, we have an update. We have Hakaho's wife's name. So her name is Sayoko Wada, S A Y O K O, Wada W A D A. Uh, she is a glamour model, apparently. Oh? Oh, she's beautiful. She is beautiful. They're really the first family of Japan. Is Hakaho. You know, not these political hacks. We're not acquainted with the political hacks. I am. They're hacks. Is there a reason for that? 
They just have lost control of the Summerlie Way. The they lost control a lot of the of, of the spirit of Japan. The, the politicians have lost control of the Samurai Way. I believe they have. Yeah, and I'm looking from the outside. I, I don't live there, but you know, there is the way of the Samurai, Fred. You know, I'm not talking swords and stuff like that. I'm just talking mental. I'm talking mentally. The way of the Samurai, the way of the warrior, the way of Bushido. Yeah. B U S H I D O. Bushido. That right. And they've lost their way. You know, this is, I remember the 1964 Olympics. I was, just, I was just a kid. And Japan was, you know, maybe 20 years out of the war. And they were showcasing their country to the world. And they showcased the bullet train, you know, the Shinkansen, which was the most amazing train in the world, still is. And just, just a glorious time for Japan, 1964. That was probably the greatest time for Japan, that era. Yeah, mid sixties when their economy was just robust and going wild. Yeah, you know, now they're you know now they're, they're hanging on. It's uh, this is this is not this this is you know I would say it's a nosedive for Japan the last twenty years. They're trying to come back. It's a very important Olympics for them. That's why they you know another reason they want to you know present themselves. You know I believe it's. Uh, it's, it's ludicrous to put on a games like this in, in, in the throes of, of, the, of the virus, which is still spreading rapidly through Japan. It's not like they have it under, under control. It's not under control. But bless their hearts for putting on the, uh, the, the Olympics. It'll be a great, it'll be a great, even without the fans, it's going to be a great Olympics. But like you say, Fred, it's a, it's a battle of attrition. See, see who you know who can who can make it for two weeks. Yeah, that'll be the most fascinating part of it. And one of two things is going to happen: once they get started, nothing's going to happen. Everything's going to be fine. Or right. all of a sudden, you know, the dam is going to burst, and they're going to be real problems. Yeah, it's going to be one or two. Yeah, in be... the middle. Did you guys talk about? Otani-san, not just the 34 home runs, but how he took his 150,000 earnings from the home run derby and distributed to the Angel support staff. Did you yeah. guys talk about that? Yeah, we did. Oh, but he right? did. Yeah, he did. How unbelievable. Yeah. Who does that? What a mensch. What a mensch. I'm surprised they only paid him 150000 I thought they got paid more to be in that. No. Well, first round cheap. elimination. First round, yeah. And they're cheap. And they're cheap. Yeah, so every round, yeah, it's probably another 150 200 yeah. I'm not familiar with the uh, the tier yeah. of prize this playoff, money. This playoff money, Derby. all-star money, all that stuff is just, there's so much, they get so much less than what they would make during a regular game. Not even it's not even funny. Just to go. Like like going to the Super Bowl, you guys get to take a pay cut. Do you really? Oh yeah. Well, Most guys do. You're paid. Top the top top twenty guys will take a pay cut to go to the Super Bowl because you only you only yeah. For those three weeks that you're playing. Wait, so your your contract is for the regular season? Yeah. Okay. And now- there's a set amount for everybody for the playoffs. Like per game. Per round that you're in. 
Now, I would imagine it's the same thing for baseball, too. Hockey and all the other sports. Although Pete Alonso, you know, who eventually won. He's a back-to-back uh, home run king from the Mets. He makes more money for the All-Star game than he does as a Met. He's severely underpaid. He makes a, it's a million-dollar first prize. So he's made $2 million his last two years. It's more than he makes as a Met in terms of his salary. That's built in probably to his contract as an incentive. For the most part, for Maybe guys so, that yeah. just go. That go, yeah. This is the playoffs. But yeah, I'm sure he got a... Win the home run derby, you get an extra million dollars. Yeah, you're right, Rodney. That's universally yeah, sure across that... all major sports. The yeah. playoff shares are not that high right. for the players. I'm yeah. not surprised by that. Playoff shares are not high at all, no. So it's just yeah. set, Rodney. Yeah, it's set for every player. And it's it's round for And some players, I mean, some players, and well, because the disparity is so high in football between the top guys making all the money and then there's, you know, there's a lot bottom tier that, that are making minimum that they do make more money. But for the most part, most of the team is taking a little pay cut. They get paid per game. Yeah. Is high cool yes. for you? Oh, yeah. That. On this Monday, July 19th, this is Michael Ketchik, written in the 50s. It's a haiku from the 50s, Who's and you'll notice Vic. from the content that Michael it was Ketchuk? written in the 50s about baseball who's, who's, and listening to baseball. What's his name, Vic? Michael Ketchik. Michael Ketchik. Oh, Ketchik. Ketchik, K-E-T-C-H-E-K. Vic, why are all the haikus about baseball? Well, I'm I'm just pumped. I mean, every, every day is a new day. Baseball is our summer. It's a you know, it's the fabric of my of our lives. Okay. Summer night radio through the dark, static, the clarity, a Pedro fastball. I'm feeling you. Ketchik, a not-so-tranquil transmission. He needs the iHeartRadio app. Yes, which did not exist in the 50s. Didn't exist in the 50s. And was Pedro pitching in the 50s? Well, my, there was a Pedro. It was a generic sure there Pedro. Was. Sure there was a Pedro. Ketchik saw. But obviously, you know, those small transistor radios. Remember yeah. those back in the day? There was a lot of static. You put the radio in the wrong place, and all of a sudden you lose your transmission. Kind of like a cell phone today. You know there are parallels. Yes. But now with the with the magic, you know, the magic of technology, of course, the iHeart Radio app, you you can hear the Dodger games everywhere and crystal clear. Technology and stuff. Vic, I'd like yeah. I'd like to compliment you on today's haiku. And, and yes. Oh, yeah, thank you, Fred. I would. And here's why. Unlike yeah. in our last gathering, when you performed two haikus that we had had in the past, today's right. was fresh. Today's was new. Unique and singular, Fred. Well. You know, I, have to, I delve into my, into my haiku archives, and I, yeah, I, I have thousands of them. I just have to coordinate the right one for the right, you know, the right feel, the right vibe of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you feeling baseball so, throughout the summer, Vic, or is this just a stretch of baseball IQ, IQs? 
Oh, Rodney, throughout the summer, it's a great, it's a great summer. And we're talking Dodge, Dodger baseball. You know, they're hanging tough with all these injuries. You know, Cody Bellinger's hitting 150, and they're still, you know, there's one, you know, one Lasorda behind the hated ones. I mean, they're playing re- really good ball considering they're so banged up. Vic, listen. I mean, you look at these relief guys. You say, who are these? Who, who are these people? Yeah. Vic, give it but a they t- get outs. You know, they, they, they yeah. get outs. Not listening again. Vic, because- the Dodger farm system is so rich. It is rich. Vic, because it is the summer, you know, it is a time to be outdoors. Tomorrow, can we have either a swimming haiku, a, mini- mm. a miniature golf haiku, or a fishing <laughs> haiku? Which haiku can we have tomorrow? Swimming, miniature golf, do, or fishing? I will have to do the research for it. Yeah, let's, let's switch it up tomorrow. Miniature golf. Right, a uh, summertime activity. Right. Batting uh, well, cage haiku. It wouldn't be an ancient haiku for miniature golf, would it? Well, but he's got guys from the 50s. He had David <laughs> Morris yesterday or Friday, whoever that guy was. Catch him. David, or catch him today. Yeah. Was but, it catch I him mean, or catch up? Yeah, catch it. Catch it. Catch it. So, so you want a miniature golf haiku, like, you know, put put the ball in the clown's mouth? Is that what you want for it? Yeah, but I don't want you to make it up. I want one from. I haven't, real, been, I haven't played haiku. miniature golf in a long time, but I do love the clown's mouth. Okay, well, good, Vic. But we want one from a real haikuist. Frey, you're assuming that a haikuist has actually made a haiku about miniature golf. How do we know that one hasn't? Well, I'm saying you're assuming that they have. Right. Well, Vic will look it up in his archives. Have you exactly. seen Vic's archives? And they're extensive. <laughs> Telling me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the next stop on the Chevy Summer Tours is Friday at Brewery X in Anaheim, starting at 3. Join us live in person or watch the show on YouTube or Facebook. Enter now at am570lasports.com slash Chevy for your chance to win a Chevy Silverado. Number one selling full-size pickup in California. Details at am570lasports.com. All right, a lot has really happened today. Sometimes we say that, maybe not so much. But today there has been a lot that's happened. And we'll get you caught up next. Let us give you money. Your chance to win $1,000 is right now. Text the nationwide keyword cash to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Once again... That's right, on a Monday... Coming off a great weekend, Rodney Pete, Fred Rogan. Coming at ya! A lot of sports going on, a lot of things happening over the weekend. Again, we heard from our friend Rob Parker, who was at the Nationals-Padres game. Boy, what a tragedy that was, and scary moment for him. Thankfully, he's okay, and most people are all right there. But boy, what a scary moment, Fred. I'll tell you. What do you do in a situation like that? Yeah. And we had people call in. Thank goodness everybody inside the stadium was okay. It's lit. Fire! Stories lighting up the sports headlines. Run by our buddy Jacob and Ronnie. You have a problem? He'll fix it. He's the best in the business. He's our guy, Jacob and Ronnie. Accident. 
Rodney, your uh, former teammate Michael Irvin made some headlines today. He went on a rant about the Dallas Cowboys being one of the teams in the NFL that has not reached the 85% uh, vaccination threshold so they can have all of the restrictions lifted. Uh, he said, quote, somebody in that damn locker room should say, hey, man, we're going to have a chance to win. Are you vaccinated? Let's go through this because it could be a two-week healthy dude missing games in this league. This is not the NBA. In this league, that could be it for you. If the right person misses two weeks, that's it. Your ass is out of the playoffs, possibly. He went on to say, if you're not one of those teams at the 85% threshold, are you really thinking about winning a championship? So Irvin is saying it is a selfish move on the part of the player that decides not to get vaccinated because it can put the team at a disadvantage throughout the season if said player or other players on the team would have to miss time because they were placed in protocols. Does he have a point? Well, here's the thing. I, I think that, and, and it's valid, I'm not going to sit here and chastise anyone for going against what they believe in individually, right? If, if they feel a moral obligation not to get vaccinated, and there's a lot of people do, or feel like from their particular vantage point or standpoint or history or health makeup that they don't want to get vaccinated, then that's, that's their prerogative. But when it involves everybody else, then it becomes a different story. Maybe, maybe football is not the sport that you need to be playing if it, if because it is a sport that you have to, unfortunately, you have to go along, and and do what the team does, and follow the rules of the team, and and so you are, in essence, putting your season in jeopardy if you're the guy, especially if you're an instrumental part of the team and you decide not to get vaccinated and then you have to be under protocol for an extended period of time because you didn't that's jeopardizing your team so it's a it's a tough scenario and if you're like again if you're a part of a team sport and or, or a team situation then where's your obligation is it to the team or to your to your own private stance uh, it's a it's a it's a tough one to take but i i I probably would side on the yeah. I'm a little, I'd be a little upset if if we were got to the point where we're on the verge of going to the Super Bowl, or making the playoffs, or having a great season, and half our team or you know 15 percent of our team couldn't play because they didn't get vaccinated. And that's what's going to happen here. If, yeah. How, no one's telling you what to do, and no one's telling you what to believe. But what will happen is, if you start seeing guys fall out because of COVID protocol, and it costs teams games. Then it's going to be an issue, a real issue. Uh-huh. It was different when baseball gave guys a chance to opt out or the NBA because they hadn't come out with the vaccine. Now there yeah. is a vaccine. So I think it's going to be a little different attitude if you miss out on something or guys being out costs you a game. I, I, I think that that could a bit fracture a locker room, Rodney. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. Viva Michael Irvin, a voice of reason. But this is about Team Earth. This is not about Team Cowboys. Everyone should get vaccinated to protect your teammates, humanity. This latest variant out of control can be very simply put to bed and destroyed with vaccinations. It's not just the Dallas Cowboys. It's Team Earth. Get vaccinated. 
You know, in a similar vein, uh, they had SEC Media Days for football, and uh, Commissioner Greg Sankey said earlier today that they're not going to have a bunch of postponements and games that are rescheduled like we had last year if there was an outbreak with the team. He says, look, if there's a team that is determined to not have enough healthy players to play, that is going to count as a forfeit. And that's essentially his way of basically trying to influence because there's a lot of teams in the SEC that have not reached the 80%. They're 80, 80% there, 85 in the NFL, 80% vaccination rate. He said the number needs to grow and grow rapidly for us to have the season that we want. And if it does not, and your team is not healthy enough to compete on said weekend, the game will not be made up. Your team is going to forfeit that game. Yeah, crazy. Think about it. I mean, if you're, I get it, if, but if you're on a, on an NFL or professional team and you do cost your team because you decided not to get vaccinated, being that this is a, a private business, um, essentially, then you can't fault that team to saying, look, this, this is a guy that we might have to let go because we we got to have guys that are willing to do what we need to do or it's going to be there for us in the end. So I wouldn't be surprised if certain guys, especially if, if you're a marginal guy and, you, and, you're, and you're on, say, a special team, you're not an everyday player, I wouldn't be surprised those guys start getting cut if they cost the team or not being able to play during a certain time. I think the SEC uh, philosophy here is really interesting. We're just taking it out of your hands. We're telling you. We're we're taking it out of your hands. What we're doing is we're telling you. You do whatever you want, but if you can't go because you didn't get vaccinated and you don't have enough players, you're forfeiting the game. I wonder, I wonder in college, if the coaches will say, all right, prove that you're vaccinated. And I want to know, are you vaccinated or not? Just tell us so we know what we have to do here with protocols. You know, Well, they know. You have a card. They, they would right. have to show that. But I'm that. saying, they, they have to show it. Show me your card. Yeah, they're not going to take anybody's word for it. Okay, and if you don't have a card and you go, I'm not vaccinated, but I'll wear the mask and I'll take the test and everything, I wouldn't be surprised to, to hear the coach go, you're out right now. Yeah. I wouldn't be so shocked either. You're done. Okay, we get it. You don't need to do it. Yeah. We're not forcing you to, but you're not going to be on the team because we can't risk this. Right. Yeah. Well, let's face it. you got 100 guys, you know, together in a locker room, you know, breathing on one another, you know, in very close proximity. This is a no-brainer. You must get vaccinated. If you want to play ball, I don't care what sport it is or just in life. I mean... It's a team sport. Life is a team sport. But the SEC has it right. They're, in, you know, they're enlightened. Everyone must get stoned. I mean, <laughs> vaccinated. <laughs> okay, Keith and John. Good pull. Um, speaking of COVID-19 and the ripple effects it's having on sports, we know the Olympics are going to take place uh, starting at the uh, end of the week. And Toyota is a major sponsor in Japan for the Olympic Games and probably, probably for everything, to be honest with you. And they have said they're pulling all of their Japanese TV ads from the Olympics. Uh, they also announced their top executives are not going to attend Friday's opening ceremonies. Uh, they said, it has, they said quote, the event has not gained the public's understanding, which is their way of saying we're not endorsing this event, quite literally not endorsing this event. We're pulling our money and our ads out. Well, yeah, it has not gained the public's understanding, meaning the public doesn't want it. And we're not going to certainly sit here and sponsor something that the public doesn't want because then we'll get backlash. Why are you Why are you representing something we don't want? Okay, well, then we're not going to buy your cars. 
or we're not going to buy as many of them. I get that. They're speaking for the public. They're protecting their own brand. That's all they're doing. They're taking care of their business. But them pulling out, I guarantee you, that's an enormous chunk of change that the TV network over there just lost. Question is, who else is right behind them? Right. Right? Who's who's right behind Toyota? But, yeah, I'm sure they did some internal discussions to say, is this good for our brand to be a part of this? And they came to the conclusion that in the long term, probably not. Because it's going to be looked at as who supported this and who didn't. Right. So, you know, this is just, as, as you mentioned all the time, Vic, and said it from day one, bad idea to keep going with this. Well, the people of Japan have spoken. They don't want it. It's a majority. The only people who want it are the TV networks, you know, who want the money. But there's nothing to do with the Japanese public. The people of Japan for the last year have said, we don't want this coming into our country because we're not, we're not ready, you know, to, to fight off this, this virulent virus. And suddenly we have, you know, 15,000 people coming from around the world into a country that has no control you know, of the, of the, of the COVID-19 and the Delta, and the Delta variant. It, it, it's, so, it's so mind-blowingly ridiculous that they're having this Olympics. And I understand Toyota. They want to protect future sales. They're saying, okay, well, you know, we'll self-sacrifice, you know, the sales for, for their calling is still the 2020 Olympics, even though it's 2021. Okay, because the, the people have spoken. They want to sell cars. They want to sell some Priuses. Well, keeping in that same vein when it comes to COVID, if we're noticing a theme here, uh, the USA basketball team has been hit hard this last few days. They had lost Bradley Beal to COVID protocols. Jeremy Grant was placed in protocols for contact tracing. And now Zach Levine was announced earlier today. He was placed in health and safety protocols, did not travel with the rest of the team on its flight to Tokyo. And now it looks like he may need to be replaced on the roster, Fred. Well, when I saw that the USA, with all due respect, and he's a very wonderful guy, JaVel McGee made the team? Yes, he was a replacement for Kevin Love. Who? Uh, oh, my out. God. Well, that tells you they know they need a rim protector. That, that's what that told you. Because when you're thinking guys that Based are going to... Based on Nigeria them, beating them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They said, we got to have somebody big in here that'll knock somebody around. We'll take JaVel McGee. That, that is just... Uh, who knows how that'll play out? I mean, look, no matter who they send over, they're NBA players. And NBA players are the best in the world. We'll see how it all comes together. But it's not exactly the and what Booker's going to go, Chris Middleton. Booker, I think. Middleton, and Drew Holiday are all going to go after the finals. Yeah, all over. That, that'll give them a little, uh, a little reinforcement. But yeah, it's not. I wouldn't call this the dream team. No, there's only one dream team. There's only one. That was the '92 team. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's a no. You know, it's a it's a it's a bad situation. We're going to hear more and more stories. But for the USA basketball, it's a, it's a it's really a no-win situation for them because they have to win, and then if they win, they're supposed to have won because all the pressure's on them. And in fact, they can't just win. You know, we talked about this before. It, the game shouldn't even be close, but they are close, and they've lost. And so this is this is a interesting moment. They come out. They come away with not winning a gold medal at these Olympics. I don't care who the replacements are. As you mentioned, Fred, the the USA men's NBA players are the best in the world. 
If they don't come away with a gold medal, this will be worse than the time that they lost it. What year was that that they, they that was losing? That was 0-4 in Athens. 0-4 in Athens. It'll be worse. Well, the pathway is clear. They got France, July 25th, followed by Iran. And then you're not putting play out the, the jumble of their bracket. You're not putting I mean, those, are two the easy, those are two easy runs. Two easy runs. Although France does have some NBA guys. Yes. We're in good hands. We, we got Popovich. You know, as a, as a coach, you got Kevin Durant. Nigeria was an easy game. You got the game, Phoenix right? Suns coming over. There is some attrition, but this squad is not going to lose the gold medal in Tokyo, Japan. They got too much talent. They better not. And even though other squads have played together for like twenty years since they were kids, we have incredible, incredible skill sets. And it's not going to. It's going to be a grind. This is well, yeah. There is no dream team anymore. That's you know, that's, that's, that's back in the day. That's a fantasy almost. Almost a whole a whole hallucination. That dream team It'll never yeah. happen again. But this this squad has a lot of talent, and they're destined for gold. Well, the people got what they wanted. The Four Letter Network announced earlier today they are teaming up with uh, the Manning Brothers and their uh, production company. They're going to have a separate. Monday Night Football broadcast featuring Peyton and Eli Manning. It's going to air on uh, the Deuce, as they would call it. And uh, Peyton and Eli are going to work Deuce? remotely. Yes, they're, they're second channel. Uh, and they're going to work remotely and bring in guests and have just like a roundtable conversation. Not necessarily have your standard broadcast where you have a play-by-play guy and an analyst. Does this uh, Manning-themed Monday Night Football booth do anything for you there, Fred? I think it'll be interesting. I think it'll be fun to watch. You get a really different perspective on the game, um, and that's okay. You know, people people consume things differently. Instead of the standard, here's what's going on. This, I think, will be more entertaining than a standard broadcast. I will actually watch that and see what it's like. Yeah, and I think that they will have fun with it. You know, uh, look, obviously Peyton is the one with, with the sense of humor and the and the. Um, you know, and the wit and, and, and can can handle it, probably be the driver of it. And Eli alone, I think, would be dry. But when they're together, they're like, you know, two brothers. I don't know if you remember those direct TV commercials that they did back in the day were, were very, very funny um, and very witty. So if they keep keep it light and, and keep the, you know, the humor into it, I think it could be very cool and, and watchable. So I, I'm not mad at them. It needs to be uh, different. Peyton, Pey- yeah, Peyton's a natural entertainer. We've seen him yeah. on SNL. We've seen the commercials. Uh, I'm an addict of uh, the College Bowl show where he hosts, you know, the the uh, the old GE College Bowl with the, uh, you know, ac- academic kids mm-hmm. from colleges go up at one on one. In fact, the, the Manning family has been so successful. I, I, I heard they're going to bring in Danny Manning. Into, yes. the, into the booth. Accident. <laughs> Thank you so much. Missed the button, Fred? Yeah. <laughs> That's what's lighting up the headlines. That is like Lighting the dumbest up. thing I've ever heard. Hey. My mistake. Kevin's been great. Want to shake it up there a little bit? Yeah. All right, we're back to wrap it up. Hogan and Rodney. Rodney Peace. An athlete. Rodney Peace. A father. Rodney Peace. An L.A. icon. Rodney Peace. And this guy. Red Rogan. Mm-hmm.
AM 570 LA Sports. Now, through August 8th, iHeartMedia Los Angeles, Albertsons, and KTLA 5 invite you to be a part of the heart of LA as we raise money to support three LA-based missions. The Union Rescue Mission, the Midnight Mission, and the Los Angeles Mission all offer safe shelter by addressing some of the root causes of homelessness, including mental health, domestic violence, and substance abuse. These missions provide support, training, and other services to help individuals and families break the cycle for good. You can donate at the checkout line at any Albertsons, Bonds, or Pavilions in L.A. County, or you can text HELP LA to 243-725. All right. Ronnie and Kevin, great work. As always, appreciate it. Rodney, we get them again tomorrow. Yes, we will. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.